If the leading companies of the world are focusing on giving us the best possible smartphones out there, who is going to take care of our health? Shouldn't they be more concerned about our health after COVID and all the new flus that are coming around lately? Well, fear not, because two of the gigantic tech companies are getting into a war this time. That's right, and that's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode, that how Amazon and Apple are going to have a face-off when it comes to healthcare. You're listening to the iGeeks Blog Show, and I'm your host, Harshanki. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about this incredible face-off between Amazon and Apple. But before that, don't forget to stay connected with us on our social media channels. And if you want to have a one-on-one interaction with me, you know where to find me at Harshanki with an extra eye on Instagram. If you want all of this information in written format, don't forget to check out our app. Links are in the description. Coming back to today's topic, Amazon versus Apple. Only one will get to rewrite the rules of healthcare. Rather serious one, I'd say. Big tech has had a surprisingly small impact on healthcare so far. Artificial intelligence, I mean, for example, outperforms physicians in so many complex tasks like reading mammograms, analyzing chest x-rays, yet AI remains woefully underused. Meanwhile, many have tried to spur operational efficiency using big data analytics, but care delivery remains as inconsistent and ineffective as ever. Perhaps the most telling example of Big Tech's struggle in medicine, 9 out of 10 health organizations still rely on fax machines to exchange important patient information. How incredibly stupid and backward is that? Two tech giants are trying to change all that and capture a meaningful slice of the 4.1 trillion American dollars spent on healthcare each year. Their approaches couldn't be more different. Well, you know, have you ever realized this, that companies on such a big extent, like these huge trillion dollar companies, one or the other way are just trying to achieve the same end goal. We just have to see who gets on it faster and which is the best suitable approach for us, like which is the best cost efficient approach for us. In this way also, I mean, in healthcare also, there's not much of a difference that both of these companies are trying to achieve. One company is dutifully abiding by an old unwritten rule of healthcare technology. The other is poised to rewrite the healthcare rulebook altogether. But what is this rule that I'm talking about? Well, the rule is, it's better to collaborate than compete with healthcare's powerful players. In most of the industries, technology has been used to disrupt or displace the incumbents. That's how ride-sharing apps shook up the taxi industry. How online booking sites changed travel and how streaming platforms bested cable companies. In healthcare, however, the safest and the most reliable path to success is different. Tech companies make a profit by either playing it safe or playing nice with hospitals, physicians, insurers and drug companies. You know, there's an old saying, right? You don't want to mess up with your doctors. Apple is one of them companies who's playing it extremely safe, nice and earning a decent amount of money. Late last month, Apple released a 59-page report it referred to as a snapshot of our work to advanced health. It was supposed to be a big, bold announcement positioning Apple as a major force in healthcare. Instead, critics called it a desperate maneuver, a fickle attempt to convince shareholders that the company is keeping up with its rivals. You know those reports. The media backlash was swift, 
Civil? And certainly not what Cook must have envisioned three years ago when he said, Apple's greatest contribution of mankind would be health related. Oh yeah, how many of you remember that event when he had uh, flexed about Apple doing so much for healthcare? For all the reports' lofty language, there was no evidence in it to suggest that Apple is on course to drastically improve American health. Take the Apple Health study for instance. The Apple Health study aimed to prove Apple Watch can accurately detect atrial fibrillation. The effort was a classic case of rule following. Apple aligned with a prestigious academic research partner, Stanford, funded the massive research project and took a lengthy PR victory lap when the results came out. Independent researchers were less impressed with the findings. Some of them even called it useless due to the study's poor demographics, a higher dropout rate and the lack of follow-up. Critics also pointed out that the mass screening of atrial fibrillation might actually do more harm than good. As for the watch itself, another study found that only 13% of people who were later diagnosed with atrial fibrillation had gotten an irregular heart rhythm noted previously. Which means it's of no use, right? So why are we even buying this gadget for our parents and grandparents? Okay, let's not be that harsh here. To be very clear, the watch may someday contribute to the growing arsenal of tech-based tools used to detect atrial fibrillation and other medical conditions. But that's not the kind of contribution Tim Cook promised years ago. What's most frustrating about Apple's modest dealings in healthcare thus far is knowing how capable the company is of doing so much more. Imagine billions of dollars spent on research and only 13% of people got accurate results. It has the people, the power, the products to revolutionize health monitoring especially for the 30% of US adults living with two or more chronic diseases. It's not an uncommon factor. Even just ask around all your cousins and friends living in the US, diabetes or hypertension or anxiety, one or the other problem exists between these US people. That population doesn't need another medical device that generates terabytes of health data. And that population is already overburdened with doctors who don't want all this data clogging up. What chronically ill patients need more than anything is a device that tells them one of the two pieces of information. That is, either, you know, yeah, okay, don't worry. Meaning, your measurements fall within an acceptable rate and you don't have to rush to the emergency clinic right away. Or, you're not okay. Yeah, SOS, buddy, just... Call the hospital, go there and get yourself checked right away. This type of tech powered by a combination of AI and algorithmic tools will be able to save millions of lives without overwhelming doctors. Apple hasn't created it because doing so would make the company a provider of medical care and that would put it against the doctors and the healthcare and make it rival. And you don't want to make them your rivals. You want to go along with them. Tim Cook surely knows that playing it safe and playing nice with healthcare's biggest players all but guarantees future profitability. Until Apple is willing to take risk and challenge the status quotient, it's unlikely to make a meaningful contribution to our nation's health. At this point, the results or the data that Apple Watch or any of the so-called healthcare features of Apple is giving us is as good as Googling it yourself, right? I mean, you have a headache and Google tells you you've got cancer. Coming to the next company who is trying to look at the situation from a completely different point of view, possibly creating enemies out there. Amazon. The same week Apple released its underwhelming report, 
Amazon announced the 3.9 billion dollar acquisition of One Medical, a membership-based primary care practice based in San Francisco, New York, and 23 other metro markets. For Amazon, it was the latest in a series of big moves that constitute anything but playing nice with healthcare's existing powers. In recent years, however, the world's largest online retailer has launched its own pharmacy, its own telehealth and urgent care services, health tracking device, health data arm, cloud-based medical records device, and its own series of neighborhood health centers situated near employee hubs. As its healthcare services grow, Amazon becomes an ever-growing threat to drug makers, hospitals, doctors, and even insurers. The company now seems an intent on doing its healthcare what it did to retail, taking it over. Of course, critics are quick to point out that medicine isn't retail. Healthcare is complicated, and Amazon has already had to change its course twice. First, it was Haven, a non-profit venture created for the employees of Amazon. Berkshire Hathaway and J.P. Morgan Chase, which disbanded after just three years. At that time, experts argued the U.S. healthcare system was just too complex to be disrupted by Jeff Bezos and his billionaire buddies. You know, I kind of disagree. I believe that Bezos' vision for Haven and for healthcare was much bigger and bolder than any of his executive counterparts. In fact. I've said this before that anyone who thinks Bezos' end goal with Haven was to create a non-for-profit healthcare service just for the employees probably also believes that Amazon just sells books. You're missing on the bigger picture. Amazon's other healthcare retreat happened last week, announcing it will unplug its virtual care operation later this year, likely pivoting to an expanded telemedicine service through One Medical. Now, for any new healthcare entrant, including Amazon, the hardest part is achieving scale. It's expensive, difficult, and time-consuming to attract new patients, hire physicians, build medical offices, and even if all of this is done, getting that kind of trust from patients—you know—that's the most difficult part. With the one medical acquisition, Amazon scooped up 188 clinics and 700,000 patients. Along with enough physicians and support staff to take care for them, and with 60 billion dollars cash on hand, the company can continue to scale up quickly in years to come. And obviously, it's going to scale up 60 billion dollars. Hello, both Bezos and his successor Andy Jassy understand that if Amazon can satisfy patients as much as it pleases retail customers, healthcare disruption and domination are within the reach. And if Amazon does, in fact, take a customer service approach to healthcare. We can expect it will negotiate the best prices on everything, from drugs to doctor visits. Maybe even give us a Prime membership of some sorts. It'll emphasize cost, information transparency, both of which are sorely lying in healthcare today, and it might even introduce user feedback tools. You know, like one to five star product reviews. Expect Amazon to also create business synergies, as well as potentially bundling Prime membership with enrollment in One Medical. And/or leveraging Amazon Web Services to bring in telehealth and patient data to the 21st century. Still, for Amazon to succeed, it will need to keep investing in growth and scale. Now, one or two million Amazon patients is not going to cut it, right? After all, United Healthcare Group has 70 million members, while Humana, the smallest of the big five insurers, boasts 16 millions. And these are just U.S. numbers I'm flaunting at this point. When Amazon expands this to India, it can go way higher.
At 5 million members, Amazon could turn one medical from a loss leader, currently it's bleeding $240 million per year, into a profit center. And at 10 million members, Amazon could add specialists to one medical's current primary care only to bolster both care coordination and operational efficiency. At the bigger, if you look at the bigger picture, Amazon is definitely doing something that is going to benefit the company as well as to the patient. And when you talk about healthcare, it has to benefit the patient at the end of the day and the rest everything can be taken care of. In the end, if Amazon can scale up and make healthcare as easy as this beloved one-click buy now feature, the company will put every existing industry player on its heels and it will leave its big tech rivals, including Apple in the dust. Imagine all of this technology coming to India and disrupting the Indian market. But do you think it's that easy for Apple or Amazon to enter into the Indian healthcare and just disrupt it? I highly doubt that. You know, lately, the reliance on Adani war is just capturing every industry and coming out as the leader of that industry. So it would be an interesting turn of events if Apple and Amazon decide to, you know, take some strict measures when it comes to healthcare in India and the internal competition just eats them apart. What are your views on this? Please do share them with us on our social media channels. And if you want to connect with me, I'm available on Instagram as Hrishanki with an extra I. Well, that's all from my side. I hope you've had an interesting time with me. I love talking to you guys. I'm going to come see you guys next week. Same time, same place. Don't forget to tune into the iGeeks blog show. This is Harshanki signing off. You guys stay safe, stay connected and keep following Apple.